Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. The following podcast is rated M for Mature. So those of you who are easily offended can go fuck yourselves. This is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Each week bringing you anime news, current and classic show reviews, and entertaining discussion from a fan's perspective. Here is Jello Kuhn and Zaldar. Two weeks in a row we've done this. I know, it's oh, we might be on to something here. This doing a show every week, right? I mean, that might be new. Yeah, wait, it's, wait, it's wait, wait. Somebody's done that before? What? No, wait, wait. We've done that before? What were we thinking? Good I Lord. Know. For Hi. Christ's sake. <laughs> yes, we're going to try and actually get back to that. We know how you all are addicted to our wonderful opinions. Yeah, yeah, clearly. <laughs> how you... You know, we, with our every word is like manna from heaven, right? What? No. No, that may no. have to go when I get up. We're getting ready to go to school again, and I got no clue how much time I'm going to have when I'm in school. Everybody keeps telling me none. But we will see. Uh, but yes, two weeks in a row, you have our wonderful, beautiful podcast. You should feel amazed and glorious. 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 Alrighty then. Well, that's the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's it. It was glorious. Glorious. We are going to review, well, more likely, Zaldar is going to review. Zaldar is going to review. Since you should probably have the second part of my review, you should just like turn off your, your headphones because I'm going to have to do it in two parts for people who want nothing, absolutely anything spoiled at all. Then I'm going to try to review it a little more without having to spoil some, but not much. Eh, so, it is what it is. I know. It's such a great show. Last Exile. Yes, the Silver Wing. Wait, we already reviewed the first one, didn't we? Yeah, you did. I think I did, yeah. because yeah. it had, like, ships and yep. flying in air. And... Fla- fla- floating battle, flying battleships. Yeah, that's Which right. is rather crazy, but you get over that pretty quickly because it makes for some very entertaining, cool things. Yeah, and the girl, like, didn't wear pants or something. I don't know. <laughs> It's all I remember. Yes, I probably talked about that a little too much, but yes, through about the last four episodes of the first series, of the first show, the she, really not season, the first show, they're more distantly related than things really that are seasons, which has caused some of the people some issues. Um, gotcha. She just wore bloomers for no apparent reason. It's anime. They're too lazy. Service. They were just too damn lazy to animate Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and that was annoying. And that's why, I mean, it does start off, the show does start off that way with something different in this one, too. But it quickly gets over it, thankfully. So, other than that, what have you been watching? Anything? Uh, I've been continuing watching Angel Beats, which has gotten even more interesting, actually. Uh, it's not going to top Hannah Barenme or, you know, probably break the top ten of my shows. But it's certainly much better than I gave it credit for mm-hmm. and before I saw any of it, based off of the people who created it, and uh, based off the first episode. The first episode I remember watching and was like, what the f- is this shit? Because I knew you were watching it. I was like, you know, I should try this. Give this another shot. I couldn't pass the first episode. I was like, Done. Yeah, you what? See, that's the problem I would have had if I did not have a female who I was interested in convincing me to watch more of it. God, watch to so episode three. You son of it a doesn't bitch, do anything for you by episode three, then it's probably not for you. But it does get deeper. Um, the first episode's ultimately freaking silly and ridiculous, um, and and is a very much Kaon-ish. Um What? No, it's not. Well, I'm talking about the the use of music and the importance of music in the show in the first episode. Um, I mean, I didn't find – the plot is, to me, is not very generic. Uh, It does interesting things with a high school setting. 
that I haven't seen done in a whole lot of other shows. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I'll probably eventually review that. Um, on you know, I'll compare it to Hannah Barinman because it shares a lot of the same thematic stuff. Um, done more accessibly, but ultimately less satisfying, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Angel Beats, gotcha. Certainly has more action because Hannah Barinman has none. Yeah, but. I don't know. I thought it did the action scenes fairly reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Your opinion may differ, though. It's but I, th- I watch at least to episode three. It does go. get better. Characters now, actually develop. Um, from what I hear, just people got stupid motivations. I really don't care. I would disagree with that. Really, I mean, the motivations are fair are not surface. They're fairly, you know. And I mean, maybe they're melodramatic motivations, but you got to realize. But where they are would make you think about things on a larger scale than you might in normal life. Yeah. Now I I think about things on a larger scale than many people hold on all time basis, but I have the soul of a philosopher. Um. Anyway. But I mean, if if I was in their situation, I'd be thinking about the big questions most definitely. Yeah, because you can end up in limbo in high school. All right, right. basically. Um, And that doesn't give away more than is given away, unfortunately, by the descriptions of the show. Which that's another thing to talk. Well, talk about when I review that because the description on Netflix of it really gives too much away to my mind. It's not the first time. Uh, I only watched Kids on the Slope this week. Um, I've been meaning to watch more. Just been super busy with other stuff. Um, Been trying to start. Gardener Sinners. Uh, I just haven't had time. But I watched my obligatory uh, episode of uh, Kids on the Slope. As always, it was good. It was a very awesome episode. Cool. And uh, I think I am going to be buying this on DVD. Or probably Blu-ray when it comes out. If it comes out on Blu-ray. Because uh, I could actually get myself watching this again. Oh. Uh, it's one of those shows where it's you may not catch everything right away. Right, right. So uh, it would be an interesting watch again. Uh, but yeah, other than that, not too much otherwise. E3 was this week, and uh, it was pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, E3 always become more and more console-based. Well, it's so crazy. Well, no, it's not necessarily console-based, but just um, all the consoles pretty much are at the end of their life cycle, so, you know, it's just mainly games and nothing really big important. I mean, like, there's been le- previous years on this podcast where I've dedicated to nothing but E3. Right. But um, the last couple of years have just been blah. I mean, the smart glass thing, but... Um, that seems interesting to a degree, but I don't know. I, I want to put stuff on my big-ass 50-inch TV, not my right. little 4-inch screen on my... Uh, on my Yeah, and I, and I have that same issue. I mean, I bought a larger monitor so I could watch things on streaming, you know? And I don't... Well, the thing which I mean, I guess though, if you're in Japan where you have to take, like, two... Oh, that's the other thing I did. I started replaying... Um, the When They Cry computer game. Oh, there you go. Just because, and got actually farther. Because uh, the show left so many things unanswered that I want to explore. There and I'd go. love, actually, this probably won't happen because <clears throat> it's old as shit, but I'd love to like play through it with people. Uh, oh, good talking luck with about that. Talking yeah. on forums. Because it is kind of a mystery thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to know. Smart Glass. Okay, back to Smart Glass. Um, no, I'd love I'm to not- do that. If you're interested, let me know somehow. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, here's the thing, though. Is, like, what I didn't like, like, you know, everyone's always saying, oh, you know, people don't watch TV by themselves anymore. Now they've got their laptop or their phone or blah, blah, I mean, many a time when I'm I watching... I uh, by myself. Well, no, but I'm saying, though, like, I'm saying, like, if I'm watching, like, wrestling, for example, yeah, it's live. It is fun as hell to be on Twitter, reading yeah. other people's posts, talking about it on Twitter. Right. Um you know, and that's a lot with a lot of the shows, though. People do that for Game of Thrones and other shows. So I can't see the, doing that for Game of Thrones unless someone was there with me. Yeah, but this but, is in terms of like you're watching the show as it's airing, right. talking with. And that's you're their tweeting point. about it. Yeah, and that's their point is the smart glass is supposed to integrate. Integrate like they use the example of Game of Thrones. They're like, oh, they can bring up this map and they can see exactly where they're walking. And mm-hmm. why that matters, I don't know. I don't watch the show. But uh, it just seems like they want to take you away from the show and say, here's right. all this extra content. It's like, no. Why don't you just watch the show? If you <laughs> don't know who the actors are, 
Because they were like, oh, you can watch this movie and the actors will show up on screen. Will show up on the uh, smart glass and tell you who's playing who and this and that. It's like, I wouldn't care. I yeah, wouldn't be like, either. hmm, let's turn away from this really important, you know, the movie that I'm watching that's supposed to be enjoying to some random crap I can find on IMDb after the movie. No problem. But it's 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 this whole people have to be doing two or three things at the yeah, same time. It's ridiculous. And, and, I, and I, you know, there's when you have to do that, I do that. But if I'm watching something, especially something like Game of Thrones, where for the show they're taking out some of the, unfortunately, some of the foreshadowing and these and thematic stuff. Mm-hmm. But where I want to be paying attention and trying to pick up on that stuff, I don't want to be doing... 20 different things at the same time. It doesn't work. No, that's what I didn't really understand, too, because they were just like, well, you'll be able to do this and that and this. I don't want to do those things. Yeah, but it's the same way now. They're they're advertising for Game of Thrones on HBO Go. You know, you watch it a second time, and you can see all these other things while you're watching it. Mm. And maybe if I was going to have the time to watch it a second time and Mm. explore it more, I might do that. Yeah. But I've read the books. And I go on forums and talk about the books and debate the books with people. Yes, I'm go. one of those people. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. That, so that I don't was like that. the only interesting thing, really. But even then, yeah, I I'm mean, just like, meh, I really the, don't care. The new Quantum game for the for PS3, which I wish I wish now I actually had people that did um, Hard I, Rain. I liked uh, Watch Dogs, personally, but, ah, um, man, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Watchdogs watch looks Quantum. That, that you mean uh, Beyond? Yeah, I think that's what it called. Quantum, I think, was the name of the company that made it, and they did the same kind of group that did Hard Rain. Let me yeah. go to Giant Bomb and find out. Um, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. Um, I never played ha- Heavy Rain yet, so Heavy Rain, that's right. Um, but everyone says it's you know very interesting indeed. But yeah, Quantic Dream unveils what lies beyond. Yeah. yeah. That uh, that looked interesting to me, but I was the kind of games I like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't give a crap about Virtue Fighter. Or you don't. Y you don't want to play Call of Duty nineteen. <sighs> don't even get me started on that. I've been arguing with people on Giant Bomb about MMOs, and there's there's a, the group of people that well, there's two groups of people actually that like Terra that um, really really piss me off. Uh. Uh, and I don't understand in MMOs now the whole move that, well, the first 50 levels and whatever mm-hmm. are in them don't matter. It can be grindy and all crappy mm-hmm. because they're not important because all that really matters is the end game content. And if that's good, nothing else shouldn't even be reviewed. Yeah. I've been playing Diablo 3 <laughs> myself. and Playing what? You know, Diablo 3. Uh, and it's been fun. And then I beat it. Really and then fun. it was, and I played a couple more levels. You know, because all you do is repeat the game on a higher difficulty. Mm-hmm. And the most time I have fun is just playing with friends. Other than that, I've I've really quit playing it in over the last week. Um, for the first two or three weeks, I was like heavy into it, like yeah, this is great. I mean, it doesn't. I don't and understand ways, those I mean. type of games because it's all gameplay and no story. No, and, there's a story. There's a story. It just started. right, but it's not like uh, it's not like Persona well, where yeah, this but point the is the story. Yeah, but still, that's not the type so. of game. No, I know it is, and I'm just saying I don't understand those type of games. They don't interest me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, very much. But let's go ahead and move on. Way off topic now. Yeah, yeah. Well, so smart glass. We'll see. Did you see the Wii U? Yeah, that was. I was. Odd. Oh god. I watched. <laughs> and then there were the were the Wonder Books or whatever for PS3. Oh god, I saw the funniest <laughs> shit on the Nintendo Direct uh, webcast the day before the E3. And there was this guy with, like, an Incredible Hulk and, like, some comic books. And he's like, oh, I'm going to finally beat it. I'm going to fi- Oh, my God, I beat it. Oh, hey, Incredible Hulk, I beat the game. Oh, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, Japanese people. <laughs> it's like obligatory white guy American. Mm, yeah. Yep. Nerd. It was hilarious. I was like, what the fuck? Yep. What, what they think of all of us. That yeah, cool. <laughs> was pretty funny though. I was like, what the hell? Oh, it is. It is. Anyway, let's get into the anime news. Did you oh, this is oh. this is somewhat anime related. Did you see the guy that recorded himself going Super Saiyan and put it up? Yes. There's a black guy? Yes. 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 The black Super Saiyan. I I have to watch that and I'm like, this is why the Japanese hate foreigners. No, they don't. They're like, hey, that's more money in our pockets. Well, me. <laughs> They Dude. think this is what we think of. Honestly, Japan. I think Dragon Ball Z is more popular in America than it is Japan. Oh, certainly it is. Because but, 
the things this is your parents make for kids. Think about them. Oh, so, whatever. No, they don't. They're going to hate us for that reason, and I really don't blame them. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. 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 This week in anime news, brought to you by Anime News Network. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, stuff happened. Yep. Uh, not a, a ton of news, but some. Persona 3 RPG's film adaptation has been confirmed. So if you like Persona 3, like I did, uh, there's now an adaptation of it coming out. Now, is this going to be a live action or uh, like the Persona 4 anime? Because um, movie adaptations, especially from Japan, could be either. Yeah. The announcement did not explicitly say that the Persona 3 film adaptation would be anime Although the Persona 3 protagonist in the footage was in traditional 2D animation, the announcement okay. also uh, did not specifically did not specify the length of the adaptation. So really, nothing's really known yet. Right. It might not even be a film. Okay. Yeah, but still pretty interesting because... Yeah, pretty interesting. I don't know much about the story there. Are, is it supposed to happen at the same time? Uh, Are they related at all? It's before. It's or? before. Before? Okay. But it's still pretty much the same, like, present time kind of deal. It's because different. You, it's You're a student going to a special school, and you learn how to do managed personas by shooting yourself in the head with a special gun. Right. I remember when I first got this game and showed it to a and my friend came over. And he's like, what's your plan? I'm like, oh, Persona 3. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. And I showed him how I was like doing, fighting a boss. I did a Persona. He's like, you just shot yourself in the head. I'm like, yeah, that's how you get your like special character out. He's like, no, you just shot yourself in the head. You should be dead right now. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah. And that would be my. That was pretty much my response when you first showed it to me too. I'm like, are we glorifying suicide here? What yeah. the fuck? We're um, shooting but- ourselves in the head. Think their Persona is gonna come. Yeah, if you should, please don't shoot yourself in the head. You're not going to release new powers. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. The power of uh, sleeping internally. <laughs> yes. Nitro Plus's music producer Shingo, uh, Mina, Min, Min, Minimal, Minimal, yeah, passes away after a stabbing. This is fucked. Mm-hmm. Fuck people, dude. Seriously. Yep. The official website of GeoRide uh, music label. The, basically, this guy, he was a music producer for Nitro Plus. And they confirmed, yeah, he's dead. Get this. At 1 p.m., a female passerby made an emergency phone call about people getting stabbed in Shinshibashi. The police arrived on the scene and discovered a man and a woman bleeding. The suspect had attacked the man first, then attacked a woman in her 60s about 30 meters or 100 feet away, and then returned to the man and stabbed him again. The two both succumbed to their injuries and passed away. Um, get this. Fuck. The police arrested a 36-year-old unemployed man that day, identified as Kuzo Isho, Ishohi, with no fixed address. According to the police, the suspect said he did not know the two victims. He reportedly said that he was thinking of committing suicide and would kill someone but would kill some uh, kill someone with a knife he purchased near the crime scene. You gotta feel bad for that shop owner. And yeah. then and then thus be executed. According to the <laughs> source, in the investigation, the suspect added anyone could have been uh, sufficed as his intended victims. This guy's fucked. No, I'm pissed about myself, and I'm going to fucking take it on everybody else. Well, that's the most of what people do, but, you know. Um, I feel bad for that shop owner. Hey, you want that knife? Yeah, sure, here you go. Oh, now people are dead. Fuck. I mean, but at least it wasn't a gun. I mean, I'm not going to get all political here. No, it doesn't matter. This was pointless. Oh, I know. I mean, These may not two have had people the money to get a gun, but were if it minding gun, their own fucking business people. walking down the street. It would have been 25 or more. Well, still. But. Fuck um, this guy. You know what? Fuck this guy. You know what? Stabbing him slowly and painfully and letting him die an agonizing death would be more welcome. Fuck this asshole. Dude, I don't get yes, it. Agreed. You know, I don't understand why. I mean, I don't live in Japan and I understand 
There's factors beyond I know and understand. But seriously, I've been unemployed. I was unemployed for a whole motherfucking year. Yep. It sucks. My wife's been unemployed for three years. She just can't seem to find work. Does she want to go commit suicide? No. Did I want to go commit suicide? Hell no. What's that? I sure as hell hope not. No, of course not. But I, I just don't understand why Japan, why these Japanese people think it's like, well, I don't want to bring dishonor on myself or my family. I'm going to go kill, oh, soon, kill, kill that, myself. That's, that's it, exactly. Their honor is a much, much more important thing Fuck there than it is what here. What about yourself? Fuck whatever people think. Well, I don't understand. Why does anyone care what, what each other... What, what, why? That is their culture. And honestly, to some extent, I like that a, a more about them. They are honor is more important. Uh, we at times can take individualism in America too far. Still, uh, now this is taking it too far. Where you know this is. I mean, you got to remember this is a country that invented Harry Carey. I'm not Harry. Sorry, not you say that. Damn it. Sorry, that was insulting. Um, how, what, where you kill yourself basically because you have been dishonored the clan or the family or that kind of thing, and make you make it into a little. Ceremony. Come on, that was like uh, in the fucking olden times. It's fucking 2012. Yes, there, Get the, over it. The, that spirit is still very strong in Japan. Uh, I don't they know. They did not get rid of it themselves. We imposed getting rid of it on them. I hope the I younger mean, generation realizes how there. fucking retarded it is. I'm sorry, but but your life is I, important. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I think take saying you you know I've been unemployed for a while. I've brought dishonor. I should kill myself is too far. No, you go back to school Definitely. and you go learn right. a new trade or better yeah, yourself. But Japan doesn't have that spirit for a long time too. That it's they had lifetime employment and an ideal of lifetime employment much more than we did. Well, life changes. You know, so, they, people, exactly. you know what? People in the but depression they don't, they had lifetime employment well during the. Either. It took them – how long did it take them to adapt to the invention of the internet? Bullcrap. They were like the first people to have it. They were no, 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 no. The, the anime industry especially was very slow to adapt to the changes, the business changes that needed that's to That's anime place. though. But you know how little that's, anime does? I think that's a, uh, somewhat accurate for the country as a whole. They're, they are that. really very conservative in a lot of ways. No, dude, Japan has the fastest internet connections. Japan oh, agreed. has agreed. the greatest cell phone usage of any country practically. Mm-hmm. They live on their cell phones rather mm-hmm. than a they computer. Do? Yes. Japan is a but very did technically the book industry and the manga industry and the anime industry adapt to that? Who cares? As quickly as say America did. Don't care and, because you know how well, little that's No, what we're here's the thing. About. No, we're not. It's a show, yes, we are. It's a show of how well they don't adapt, how well they don't change. That industry, maybe. The, you uh, know it, how little the anime industry does for business in Japan? Barely any. Japan does more exports of technological goods and TVs and electronics and other shit rather than anime and other crap. Oh, I agree. I agree. But I think they're generally a very conservative slow to change culture much more than Americans. We are a much more adaptable country than Japan is, which is good and bad. I don't know. I just hope the uh, kids today realize it's not life killing yourself. Not worth killing yourself over something. Oh, I can't find a job. Oh, God. Right. Fuck right. that. I agree. You'll find something. You got to be able to adapt and learn new things. That's part of life. I just don't understand why these assholes, if you want to go commit suicide, go fucking do it. Don't Yeah, kill don't kill somebody people. else just to commit suicide. Thank you. God, what the fuck? That's what pisses me off. It's like, dude... Yeah, it pisses me off, too. But we had high school students doing it in schools here, so... Yeah, well. Japanese government looks into copyrights and parodies. I was surprised by this. Really? Um. Well, basically what the article is saying is the Japanese committee of like copyright and, and cultural affairs an advisory committee, uh, they're looking into getting standards set in for parodies. Right now, you Good. technically cannot parody artworks or any kind of work. Right. but right. They don't have free, fair use. It happens, but a lot of times, the only thing that's really stopping it is, now, let's say I had a popular anime or some kind of work, a popular book or something. Let's say a popular TV show. I had a popular TV show, and Zaldar, you went along and went, oh, I'm going to make a parody of that. And then... I could say, well, my work is being infringed on. I don't appreciate it. The Right now, the committee would be like, well, obviously, uh, 
Zodar over there is parroting this work without permission. Where in America, we have laws saying, if it's parody of something, that's fine. Yeah, it just can't be a direct... And even more than parody, actually. Uh, If, like, for example, and that's where you got um, sampling was allowed. If you're taking something and using it and making art out of it and changing it and using it as part of a larger art artistic endeavor, that's fine. That's fair use. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, if you, so, that's why sampling is actually legal. Nah, uh, not quite. People are still being sued. Are you oh, they like- are, oh, no, no, no. You, you are sued all the time. Fair use is what in law is called an assertive defense. You have to be sued, say it's fair use, and then prove it, and the suit gets thrown out. That's the that's the way the system works. Easier now, are there problems done. with that? No, certainly. Yeah. But um, so basically, they're saying they're, they're trying to we, they're trying to get this law, or at least something hammered out, because of the internet and more parodies, and you know people can create this stuff on a whim, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, you know that's quite. I was surprised. I thought Japan would have had something like that. When I read it that doesn't they surprise didn't. me. They're much more. I mean, they don't. It's not as. Well, I thought that it's they not as big and it's not shown as much here, but they're more strict, really, about copyright stuff than we are. Well, no, I we mean, I see you see parodies all the time in anime. But oh, I'm just no. saying, I'm surprised that that a company or not a company, sorry, a country of like Japan stature. I was just surprised that like not every like single this. country had some kind of parody or some kind of right. you know right. fair use law or anything of that nature. So. The founder of U.S. Best stores chain Best Buy resigns. This is yeah. crazy. Best Buy is going down the drain fast. Well, Best Buy founder and chairman. For something not related to business, I think is, I mean, tangentially, well, tangentially related. Doesn't mean the store is going under. Oh, no. The Best Buy is quickly going under. I mean, you can uh, say that for other things. Yeah, they haven't been making No, no. They're actually yeah. shutting stores now. Granted, but that's unrelated to this story. Hmm, yeah. Um, Richard Schultz announced on Thursday that he will resign immediately from his position with the American Electronics and Media Store chain. Uh, the announcement comes in almost two months after the announcement of former CEO Brian uh, Dunn's resignation as well. Schultz originally planned a phased resignation after the investigation on May that he had uh, he had known for more than a year that Dunn was involved in an inappropriate relationship with a staffer. Schultz said that uh, he's expecting his resignation in order to explore all available options for my ownership stake. You know what happens? It's like you've created the company. Like what happens? Like do you still make money, or do you get like a severance package, or? Oh, I'm sure he's going to get a severance package, or a.k.a. a golden parachute. He created Um, the company. He fucking deserves one. I I would agree with that statement. Other people got upset, especially on the comments about this article. But there's a big portion of the internet that I would say is, oh, communist, socialist now. But um, we won't talk about that because I'll rant for three hours. Yeah, either way. But um, I, I would agree with that statement. He did. He made a whole lot of people a lot of money. Um, yeah. The, um, but yeah, you know, your. I mean, I'm assuming by the fact that it was inappropriate and staffer, staffer. Came well, the CEO was the one having the relationship and right, right, right. But I agree. I think it had had to have been. Well, I guess technically, anybody. If you're the CEO, everybody is your subordinate. Correct. So. And yeah, well, no, it's one of those things where it's like you know what's going on. You put the right. the reason he's being fired is he, he, he put knew the, about it and didn't do anything. That you're putting the company in a very um, peculiar like legal I'm, situation. If I work for a law, uh, some you know, a law firm, and I have an, a relationship with another lawyer at the firm, unless I'm supervising that person, you know, I, it's not usually against company policy. Yeah, but in this case, he's but if you're like, the CEO, you're supervising fucking everybody. So yeah, well, and the thing is, like I said, though, is the reason I think he's resigning is because obviously he did something that put the company at more harm. Right. You know, and from a legal standpoint, it's like, exactly. what the hell are you doing? Like, I don't, I don't get this. Do you just get so buddy buddy? Like, I've got 
somewhat friends. I've done stuff with people I work with outside of work. We've hung out or mm-hmm. gone to, we went to like a wrestling match a, a few months ago. Went to a wrestling show, you know, mm-hmm. things of that nature. But it's mm-hmm. like, if I heard like, hey, I am dating my boss, or in this case, my boss is a guy, but you know what I mean? Something mm-hmm. egregious like that. I would be like, I'm going to go tell someone. Exactly. Because it's inappropriate and whatever. But I don't get like if you're the CEO or some high level executive, why would you why would you put yourself on the line like that? You're sticking your neck out there too, you know what I mean? You're thinking with the other head. Well no, you're not. I think you're just trying to be a good guy, but I don't know. I, oh, I don't oh well, I, why? Okay, because it's the CEO that was in the relationship. It was no, 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 no. It was well, I got you. Why didn't he do something? about Yeah, it? and that's why he's resigning. CEO on the spot. Yes, yeah. and that's why he's resigning because he knew Maybe about. Maybe the guy was a good anything. CEO and he didn't think anybody else to do the job as well. I don't know. I, Maybe, I don't know, but so again, he was. He put buddy, his buddy, own buddy, neck buddy. in the. He put his own neck on the line, though. Too. Oh yeah, he did definitely. You know, I, I just don't understand that mentality. And it got chopped off. Well, uh, he's still walking out good. Besides, he's got so of much course, experience. Any, I guarantee you, any other company, I don't know who, yeah, yeah. but yeah, there's probably yeah. a lot of companies out there. Be like, hey, we want your knowledge. Exactly. We will pay you I mean, good they money. Probably, they, yeah, they won't. Um, Do you know that Best Buy see, started? People knew it. I'll tell you this because I'm it started in Minnesota. Mm. Um, the Best Buy started as a music store, and then a tornado came and blew up the store. The store was damaged pretty heavily, so they moved everything out into the parking lot and called it a Best Buy sale. Mm. And that's kind of what started the company, and they rebranded. They had a bunch of stuff, and uh, yeah, pretty interesting. That's cool. Well, that's pretty interesting. Um, Chif- Chihaya, I can never fucking say this. <laughs> Chihaya Faru anime second season is announced, so... I know that that was a very, very popular show. I've tried watching the first episode several times and just can't do it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch it again. It. It's, it's, it's interesting. The color, the, the art is very interesting. Everyone I've heard says they just love it, but, uh, uh I don't know. I think it's aimed more towards girls. Story which follows a schoolgirl competing in the Japanese card game, uh, Karuta. God, yeah. we don't have the cultural. We don't care. That's, about the game that's what could put me so. off. I was like, it's a game of social about the game. Yeah. In reality, it's not. So, uh, please, you should play shogi. And uh, it's like a love story and this and that. Uh, it it seemed pretty popular. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm guessing you know who Stephen Bloom is, right? Yep, the guy who plays Tom on Toonami. Mm-hmm. The guy played Spike Spiegel. Mm-hmm. He and got evidently a bunch of other shit. <laughs> and yeah, and now a Guinness record holder. He has the record for most voice characters uh, record, basically most game roles ever in video games. <laughs> so he gets consistent work. Yeah. Now, who do is that yeah. guy that does the same voice in every anime that you love to oh, pick on? Fucking Greg Ayers. Yeah, he probably he probably he should go for the one in anime yes. for that that uh, that Guinness record, <laughs> one of the most anime voiceovers. But then, of course, you have to actually define anime somehow. Jesus Lord knows Christ. that's like two hundred and sixty-one credited appearances as of May tenth, twenty twelve. Bloom, who is also goes by the first name Steve is known for a number of performances including his role in the English of Sp- in the English dub of Spike Spiegel of Cowboy Bebop. Yep. So that is crazy. Yeah, this is he gets consistent work. Yeah, That's pretty no. good. For sure. And then I found an interesting thing on Right Stuff I wanted to just bring up. That'd be kind of fun. Um that's it for the news. Yep. The top I'm gonna say just the top ten of each because cause I can keep going back. <laughs> the top 10 DVDs and Blu-rays selling at Right Stuff. And no, they don't have like from this day to this day. They're just saying top selling DVDs and Blu-rays. Yes, they're doing it to try to sell things. So well, either is, way, is, I think it's it, still pretty damn it, interesting. Yeah, it is. It but I mean, you, is it actually what's the top selling? I would think so. Yeah, because here. you have to go to a special part of the page. They throw all right. that featured stuff right in the main page. This is a completely separate section out of the way. 
Right. Well, so, you know, there may be other things other than it sells well that are going into well, it. Maybe, but either way, I thought it was interesting. I thought maybe people oh, might yeah. want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, blue. these are DVDs. Uh, I don't like you at all, Big Brother. The complete collection. No. Number two is Panning Stocking with Garter Belt. Uh, pre, uh, this is all, this is pre-order. Uh, number three is volume three of uh, Madoka Magica. Number four is Kanagi. Number five is Freezing, that awesome show that we uh, talked about last week. Uh, number six is Martian Nade- Successor Nadesco. Number seven is Marie Hollick Alive. Surprising, cause that's very, not necessarily an old show, but Older than the others. Yeah. We're talking about. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, number uh, nine, Anahana, the one mm-hmm. that we reviewed last week. Yep. Um, but you did really like that much. <laughs> eh. And number ten is Cat Planet Cuties. Uh, <sighs> Blu-rays now. Mm-hmm. Number one, Madoka Magica. Number two, Gundam Mobile Suit Use Unicorn. Uh, volume five, it looks like. Number three is I'm gonna be getting this K on season two, the DVD, the complete collection. Uh, number four is another again, uh, season two, part two. Mm-hmm. Love K on. <sighs> Excuse me. No, number uh, five, six. Yes, the right. Is the world, world only the world, God knows. God only knows two. Ah, good the show. The Blu-ray complete collection. Yes, season two, basically. Uh, Very good show. Number seven is Clanad After wait, wait, Story. Wait, wait, wait. That's already out. Season two's already out. Clanad uh, After Story Blu-ray complete collection. Oh, uh, no, it comes out in August. Okay, well, I know what I'm buying. The Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade. Fate say Fate Zero Blu-ray Box Two, three hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, this is, now, this is the last one. There you go. <sighs> so it's, it is interesting. I thought about it a little more than when I first looked at this, and I think it has to do with what comes out when a little bit because things don't always come. Well, out a lot of these are actually pre-releases, the same times. Well, right, but that's why there's different between difference between the DVD and the Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, I think it might also be interesting that you know some of these that are coming out on Blu-ray that are best-selling plot is less important than wow. art. You know, I mean, still right stuff though. Uh, you can only get Madoka. You can only get my. I don't like it all, Big Brother. You can only get um, that three. The 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 Fate Stay Zero. The right stuff has become like the destination. Oh yeah, definitely. they have been making deals um, with companies with Aniplex, for example. You want any Aniplex? You can only get it on Right Stuff. Really? Yes. That's a smart move. Then even That's Funimation good. is starting to go that way. I mean, hmm. Funimation got rid of their store, I think, or at least I mean they they. I, I follow Funimation on on Facebook, hmm. and they're always like hyping Amazon and Right Stuff. So, I mean, they're... Uh, which, I mean, which makes sense. That's the way things are going to go. But um, I'm glad that Right Stuff is doing that well. Because they are, they are the one com- place that I've seen that I can get some of the more niche products. Well, that yeah, I, like, they can get anything here, Right Stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. As I was watching, I, I have Boogie Pop Phantom. Mm-hmm. I swear that must have been like the first, some early release from 2001 mm-hmm. uh, from Right Stuff. From their... Uh, their uh, their own studio when they when they license stuff. So, cool. Anyway, interesting nonetheless. Cause I was kind of curious, like, what are people buying? You know? Yeah, no, it's interesting, and a lot of it's good shows. Some of it is not. Cat Planet Cuties. Well, seriously. I mean, still, you know what's going to sell America. <sighs> uh, you may no, not like uh, it, no. but stuff like Freezing and Master Martial Hearts and mm-hmm. Cat Planet Cuties. I mean, that's what's going to sell. It's got cute girls and action and uh-huh. you know. 15-year-old, 16-year-old kid who got his first job. Hey, what do I want to buy? It's anime? You know, hell. You know, whatever. It's going to sell. I mean, heck, I don't like you at all, Big Brother. Freaking sold out and it's run. That's awesome. And, I mean, that's awesome. And, like, I like the show. It was all right. But, I mean, that's awesome that we're proving to these companies that they're 
making wise investments and oh, we're yeah, into buying. And, and regardless if you don't like the show, someone. at least people are buying these shows enough where they have to do production runs again or they're selling out of their stock. Right. I mean, everyone always bitches and complains. Whoa, everyone's dying. People piracy. Oh my god. <laughs> you know. But then we're also stuff selling. I agree. Yeah. I mean, not the stuff I wish would sell. <laughs> no, but still, it's selling, and that's. I mean, who gives a shit? If you own a DVD company, and you were like, "Hey, I want to license just anime." Fuck yeah, you're gonna be buying Cat Planet. Keys oh hell yeah, yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah it's mine's dollar bills. I'm just saying, I wish I because I happen to have different tastes. I wish other people had those tastes too. So more stuff wow, like that would get made and get licensed. And it shows okay, people are willing to spend three hundred thirty dollars on Fate Stay Zero. That is insane. But it I'll shows agree. that that's insane. <laughs> but. You know, Madoka Magica, is it selling because it has an interesting, thought-provoking plot? Yes, no. it does. Well, I know it does, but is that the reason people are buying it? Probably it's because it's not. an awesome show. Who gives a it fuck about It has cute one? girls, magical girls. And yes, but it's... Oh, fantastic. my God, dude, shut up. You don't even know what you're talking about. All right, all right. You're just talking based on what you've seen on pictures and the cover. You've not seen the no, show. I've, I have read about it, and it's definitely a show I would like to get because it does have an interesting, thought-provoking plot, and it does <laughs> things with the genre that is different. There you go. But I don't think that's why most people are buying it. If it was, things like Hannah Barinbe would have you want to know why people more. are buying it? Because they like it. It was such okay. a good show. All right. And just don't worry about it more than that. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, who gives a shit why people are buying stuff? They're buying it. That's what matters. So that, and, and the biggest picture, We're yes. We're proving the point that, you know what? There are people still out there buying anime DVDs. Yes, I mean, are. I've been pondering this. You've seen my collection of anime DVDs. Yes, pretty large. <laughs> I have been pondering, going, you know, I might just sell all this shit. I don't watch them anymore. Mm-hmm. I watch everything online. Yep. And as much as I something like... Something that I'm going to want to watch again or show other people and I'm, you know... And then it has to have a fairly high quality level. See, that's the thing is, I wouldn't got be like Madoka Magica, honestly. Well, see, that's the thing is, like, I got an anime and I was like, oh, I gotta buy everything I can fucking get. Oh my god, this is awesome. Of course, I had more money back then too. Yeah. Um, I had more disposable income. Now my disposable income is down to like zero. Nonetheless, um, I've been pondering, looking at my shelf, going, it's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. You know, I always thought that I would, I'd never want to get rid of my DVDs. But, I don't know. Maybe I'm not going to display them. I'll just box them up and put them away. So, uh, either way, uh, let's get into the... What's the segue? It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the Weekly DVD Picks. Yeah. So this is really easy. Yes. So coming out on 6-12 is the third volume of Madoka Magica. Done. There you go. Moving on. All right. So what's, uh, <laughs> what's the second season this, of Last Exile all about? Oh, uh, well, we're not going to... Oh, yes, right. We do What the Fuck Last. Uh, Fushigi oh, Yugi oh, is also do? interesting as well, especially if you're female. It didn't, <coughs> doesn't do much for me, but I, a lot of females like it. Fushigi uh, Yugi? Fushigi Yugi, yeah. It's, the one it's, where it's, it's, it's based definitely a romance, but a decent one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay, never mind. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you show would not be. How many you show a female? I was like, wait a minute. That's shonen. But, so, that would be my second choice. But pretty much everyone needs to see Madoka Magica. Um, it's it's so just the guy who's never seen entertaining it. things. Yes. Okay, Last Exile of Silver Wing. I'm going to do this interview, this review in two parts. I'm going to do about a three-sentence review for those of you who do not want to know anything at all. Because there is... No way that I can go into more detail about this without spoiling fairly significant things from the ending of the first series. Um, the first series, it did not. I didn't have a problem figuring out what happened at the end and what was going on. The visual storytelling there worked fairly well for me. Uh, some people did. So in case you did, don't listen to the second part of this. All right. Brief review. This is this is a sequel, but not in the necessity of what we think sequels likely to be. This is a sequel like Prometheus is a prequel to Alien. It is set in the same world. It is set later, but it doesn't follow explicitly the exact same characters. They're there, but they are not the focus. And that caused a lot of people issues. Um, they're kind, they are now side characters. 
what they did in the first series is incredibly important and is the driving force, but only partially, um, in the second series. Okay, but so don't go thinking in, oh, I'm going to see what happened with all these other characters and it's going to be about them. It's not. Now, depending, your mileage may vary. Okay, if if what I just said annoys you greatly, you're going to need to get over it before you can like the show for what it is. The show is very good. It twists some things of what we thought about our main characters in the first series and says, hey, wait a minute. Let's think about what they're doing. Maybe it really wasn't so good. Uh, and it does a lot with changing your expectations, especially of what you thought you knew in the first series. Um, it asks a lot of very interesting questions. It doesn't spend as much time with them as I would have liked. It would have been hard to do another season, but I wish they could have done like three more episodes, two more episodes. Um, it has some incredibly cool fight scenes. The first series, I think I said, it was kind of reminiscent of Star Wars uh, and a lot of the things they do. This still is, but it's better because it answers some of the more obvious questions on, like in Star Wars, why did they have this and not know about it and try to defend it better? Um, so the action scenes are incredible. The characters I still found interesting. They are both female, but so what? Um, I found them easy to relate to and interesting, and they did carry the show for me. Uh, Chris has a different opinion, Chris Beveridge. Um, I think, you know, I knew going in, because I'd read other reviews, that this wasn't going to be a specific direct follow-up. Um, that may have colored my interpretation. Uh, the music is good. It is not as good as the first show. Uh, that came in to play in one of their kind of review shows where they actually used the music from the first show and they kind of wrapped up what happened in the first show a little bit. It's not as good. It is still good, but it's not as good as Cloud Symphony. Um, so don't go in expecting that. And as well, it really, the first show, especially for me, was a surprise. It was much, I didn't go, I went in going in with no expectations. So that made the experience of it all the greater. This cannot live up to the expectations made by the first series because you know go in, are going in expecting something very good. Um, but it is still worth watching. It's not going to top the first series. It really can't. Just like you know, something like the second Matrix is not going to be able to top the first one because the first one came out of nowhere and was a surprise how good it was. Um, now, of course, the second one did have his problems and was not good for any reason but uh, the second Matrix but it's definitely worth watching if you liked the first show um, watch it if the if the kind of Mo fan service in the that really really bothered me in the first series uh, first show annoyed you greatly the first episode is going to annoy you greatly the first five first minutes of the first sees the first show in the new in the the new series is going to annoy you greatly. Thankfully, it gets over that. Uh, so, but get past that. It's a very good show. Okay. If you don't want anything spoiled at all, you need to stop listening now. Um, or what the fuck? This week, South Korea is banning the teaching of evolution. No. We'll talk more about it, but so skip ahead. I don't know five, six minutes, um, and you'll can hear our what the fuck of the week. But thanks for listening. Okay, there'll be a brief pause now while I let people do that. I'm assuming now you know I'm going to spoil things a little bit. I'm going to try very hard not to spoil them much, um, <clears throat> but I have to a little bit. This picks up several years after the end of the first series. It was fairly easy to me to figure out at the end of the first series that they were leaving a Dyson sphere, they were leaving a created world, and they were returning to Earth. A lot of people didn't figure that out, I don't think. Um, visual storytelling often does not work for me. I'm a very verbal person. This did. It was pretty easy for me to figure out what was going on, uh, which to me is a strength of the other series. 
But this says, okay, so they left and came back. Well, why did they leave to begin with? And if they're coming back, maybe a lot of other people are coming back too. And what is that going to do to the planet that might already be overpopulated and have its own issues? And is them coming back really a good thing? Are they really the good people that we thought they were in the first series? Um, and it goes from there. It asks a lot of very interesting questions that it doesn't spend, as I said before, enough time with. Um, the question, the main question being, if you are fighting for the survival of the species as a whole, are the rules of morality lessened? Okay, the example here I'm going to use is completely unrelated to the show, and please don't write letters. This is incredibly hypothetical. All right, and I know it's it is, and I don't really believe this. Okay, now, but assume that there was some worldwide Jewish conspiracy. And they were taking the world into the wrong direction and destroying it and controlling everything. Okay? That being true, would Hitler have still been immoral? I would say yes, but it's at least something that you can question and ask about. Now, obviously, this is not true. I'm not an idiot. So, that's a fallacious argument. But that's the kind of question this asks. If what the world is going to is going to eventually destroy it within your lifetime, what can you do about it morally to try and stop it? It does a lot with your preconceived notions. It does a lot with your perceptions and twisting them. Our main characters are people that never left the planet, are completely new. They are idealistic again, like... Um, the first characters you know, in our Lavi and Claude in the first series. There are idealistic young kids, young girls this time. The a no, that would really spoil it too much. There's a war going on again. They're trying to fight for peace. Really, both sides are trying to fight for peace, but they define peace differently. There's some very interesting scenes in the last three or four episodes where you switch from one side to the other and they're both doing the same battle cry uh, Gloria Augusta Augusta being a leader of one of the countries uh, female emperor empress type thing and she's like six so she's ba almost a pawn uh, and she also happens to be just like uh, one of the characters in the main series one of the people that controls one of an exile here, the most powerful exile. So, she is pretty much pawn. Um, and it moves from these two sides, two different sides, saying the same Gloria Augusta fighting each other. And it really hits home that these two people just are fighting because they have very different ideals. And it doesn't say which side is right. Even at the end, it doesn't say which side is right. And Which is to its credit. If it did, it would have destroyed it. But I wish it had a little more time to explore the issue and to debate it. It tries to do that in the last episode. And it does what anime does very well. The antagonist is not necessarily evil. He comes off that way through a lot of the show. He comes off as very Hitlerian. Hitlerian, probably not a word, but he comes off like Hitler in a lot of ways throughout the purpose of the show. In the end, you find out, well, he was playing a bit of a deeper game here than anybody really thought. And at one point, the main character, and I wish they hadn't done this because it was obvious anyway, it was unnecessary, but the arm, um, uh, Lavi, uh, not, excuse me, Lavi Giselle, turns to our antagonist and says, you knew it was going to end this way from the beginning, didn't you? Uh, and he doesn't answer, but of course he did, and that was the plan. Uh, you, you see, he knew that he was going to eventually lose, but he knew he still had to fight this fight for other reasons anyway. So I wish it had three or four more episodes to explore the questions that it asked, 
I wish that it didn't do if it had gotten another season that would have been too much the action scenes are awesome like I said I think when I talked about the first series yes it is floating battleships yes it is flying battleships and that's really rather silly okay if you're gonna you be able to make things that can fly a battleship is not what you're gonna do but you get over that very quickly uh, because it leads to some very, very interesting things that can be done. The, it continues the chess metaphors from the first show. Each, each um, episode has opened with a chess name, I think. And I think the chess names are very much tied to what is going on with the show. I don't have the time or enough knowledge of chess to do that research. But it has titles like um, Queening Move... Uh, triple Rook, these sorts of things. And I'm a, I assume these has actual chess meanings. Anybody who knows, please let us know. I'd love to be able to figure that out. Um, so the action scenes are great. The music is not as good. Uh, if you're going in looking for a direct sequel, that's, this is not what that is. If you're looking for something that expands on the world, asks interesting questions, has interesting characters... This is you're going to enjoy this. Um, the action scenes are top notch. They're very edge of your seat. They're very um, entertaining. The characters are very moving. The character development is very moving. Uh, it doesn't reach my top five shows. Taken as a whole, both shows together will probably be in my top ten. I don't know if I'm going to buy it. Um, I did buy the first series. I haven't watched it more than once, however. Uh, I, it was not online anywhere, so I couldn't watch it any other way than buying the DVDs. Potentially, in 10 years, I might want to watch this again when I'm older and have a different outlook on things. Uh, it is very idealistic. Honestly, I think it's a little too idealistic. I disagree with what the, the decision that the main character made. Uh, thematically, it has a lot to do. It's very similar to um, Watchmen and its outlook. It answers the question slightly differently, uh, but the antagonist especially answers the question the same way Watchmen does. Uh, and that brings me to my next topic. I've done now with the review. Uh, so hopefully, you can figure out if this is a kind of thing you're going to like or not. Uh, oh, to explain the Mo stuff in the first episode. Our main character, Fam, uh, is sleeping, and she evidently sleepwalks. But not only when she sleepwalks, she undresses when she sleepwalks. And she's on a ship, so she undresses, thankfully, only to her underwear, but walks off the ship as while she's asleep. She has a ring uh, rope tied to her ankle, so she walks off and falls down and wakes up hanging underneath the ship. But it's done for cuteness, it's done for fan service, and it really graded on me because she's like 12. Um, thankfully that does not become a running thing throughout the entire show. Some people, when they were talking about the episodes on, uh, several sites I go to looked for it and our two main female characters are very, uh, close friends. So if you want to put your Yuri goggles on, you probably can quite easily, but I choose not to. All right, moving on. This show does ask a lot of questions some of which I've talked about already, uh, some of which I'm going to save because I want to give people time to watch the show. This is on streaming on Funimation. All the episodes are up. But what I'd like to do in about three weeks, maybe longer depending on how long it takes me to get people to be interested in joining in, is to have a discussion about the themes and the questions that the show asked. Um, you know, the questions of how do we make a world that is actually peaceful and what does that mean? What kind of price would we have to pay to do that? And is the price worth paying? Um, so what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to, you know, this is going to be somewhat uh, structured. But I'm going to try and get about two other people whose viewpoints I generally find interesting not necessarily agree with I'm going to try and get Zach for uh, what's the name of Zach's podcast I forget Ancast 
And Aim Cast. Thank Zach you. Zach Burgey. Zach Burgey. Thank you. And I'm going to try to get Chris. I don't know if I'll be able to, <laughs> but I don't even know if they listen to our show. If you happen I to, I'd love to it. have you do this. I'm going to get in contact with you other ways as well. Because um, I think this would be very interesting. I think it's a show that asks a lot of questions that are interesting to talk about and talk about from different viewpoints. So if you are interested, been a long-time listener of the show, and would love to join us in doing this and discussing these things. Now, this is for um, anybody you're you're, you're, purchasing, you're Yeah, purchasing? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, anybody out there listening who wants to join in, you know, I don't want to get 20 people, 10 people. I might probably stop it at six. Otherwise, it'd just get impossible to control and moderate. Um but especially if you have a specific viewpoint, if you are a historian, uh, if you, especially if you're a military historian, that might be fairly interesting to get at that viewpoint on uh, what the questions the show asks. Uh, so let us know. Uh, and I'd also love it if Rob would quickly in the next three weeks watch, two, watch both shows. Ah. <laughs> yes, I know. Tall order. If it takes me longer to get enough people to come, it may – that may do longer than three uh, weeks before we do this. All depends. All right. So look forward to that. Uh, if, if you liked the first show and can stand that it's not a direct sequel, I would definitely recommend this. Uh, scale of one to ten, I think I would give this a seven. If it had had two or three more episodes to actually debate its issues among its characters, it probably would have gone up significantly in score. All right, so there you go. Last Exile, Last Exile, Silver Wing. All right. Uh, we do get more of a direct answer, by the way, of what Last Exile specifically means uh, in the first couple episodes. There you go. All right, so let's do our what the fuck. <laughs> What the fuck? You can't say any dirty words. Really? You can't say fuck? No. And you can't say shit? No. The bonsai beat. What the fuck of the week? Damn, dude, that kid is fucked up. Okay, this is when. Yeah, I'm looking you know, at. Hold I'm, on. Really I'm looking at a picture on Reddit. Uh, called. Okay, I'm glad you're here. Someone converted an ambulance into a taco uh, mobile truck. And it says Taco Emergency is the name of it. It has all the lights and shit. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, all right. So I used to think South Korea was one of the last truly capitalist sane countries in the world. Since I found out that Australia even has a single-payer healthcare system recently. And Canada has decided that you can't give people zeros for not doing work. But evidently they're even crazier than we are because even we haven't done this yet. I don't even think Texas has done this. Oh, please, God. South Korea is banning evolution. So, yeah, South Korean Christian groups have reportedly succeeded in forcing school textbooks, textbooks to drop inconvenient e- evidence of evolution from their pages lest they poison the minds of Korean children with the satanic notions of science and rationality. Something that the more crazy conservative Christian groups in America have been trying to do for years and thankfully have not succeeded at doing, even here in the Bible Belt Deep South. But a Korean creationist group, the Society for Textbook Revise, persuaded the Ministry of Education, the fucking government, that it should lean on school textbook publishers to remove examples of evolution from their publications. Now, this is Sengaku Complex, but this is a report in Nature. I went and looked at the report in Nature. This is actually real. This is not Sengaku Complex being Sengaku Complex. Uh, The quote from Nature. A petition to remove references to evolution from high school textbooks claimed victory last month after the Ministry of Education, Science, and Technology, NEST, revealed that many of the publishers would produce revised editions that exclude examples of the evolution of the horse or of avian ancestor Archaeopetrix. The move has alarmed biologists, no shit, who say that they were not consulted. The ministry just sent the petition out to the publishing companies and let them judge, says Dayak Jang, an evolutionary scientist at Seoul National University. The STR is also campaigning to remove content about the evolution of humans 
and the adaption of finch beaks based on habitat and mode of sustenance, a reference to one of the most famous observations in Charles Darwin's On the Origin of Species. The campaign is only part of a concerted effort by Korean creationists to supplant the teaching of evolution with so-called creation science and intelligent design, both of which, well, intelligent design, makes sense to me as philosophies, not as science. Science does ask the question why, but only in very, very specific situations. For example, science is not going to ask the question, why do we exist? It knows that's a question that science is not set up to answer. Or in other words, variations on their belief that the universe was created in a week 10,000 years ago. Almost 30% of South Korea's population identify themselves as Christians of one denomination or another, and I don't know if that is more than in America. I found conflicting uh, answers to that question as I looked, because it's kind of hard, at least in America, to define who exactly is a Christian. Mostly in the form of evangelical Protestants and Catholics, a situation which coincidentally, yeah, right, not really, developed after the nation came to enjoy post-war American uh, suzerainty, uh, basically post-war American denomination. Surveys suggest appropriately, approximately, a third of South Koreans do not believe in evolution, which is really fucking scary. A proportion which almost matches that of the U.S., 40%, and other more godly nations. I'm surprised that 40% of people in America don't believe in evolution. I thought it would be less than that, honestly. But that's slightly disturbing. So, yeah, this is, this is ridiculous. I mean, even the Pope has said that he does not believe evolution uh, conflicts with now, it wasn't the current pope, but even the, pope, the last pope has said that he do not, does not believe evolution conflicts with Christianity. So, I mean, this, this is just fucking crazy. I'm sorry. The, there, the evidence for evolution is as, for any, is as strong as anything else in science. Yes, we still call it the theory of evolution, but we still call gravity the theory of gravity. Why? because it was actually replaced by the theory of relativity 300 years afterwards by new evidence. As I tell people in my class when I talk about the philosophy of science, everything in science is considered a theory because it can always be replaced by new evidence and new interpretations of old evidence. It's not – we don't call it a theory because we don't believe it's true. To do get to the point of where we call it a theory, it's something that most scientists, the vast majority of scientists, have to believe is correct. Never in science do we call something fact. Science ex- it bases itself that with new information, everything we think we know could be wrong. So – this, this is just ridiculous and pisses me off, especially as a scientist, to absolutely no end. So way to go, crazy fundamentalist Christians in South Korea. May you be changed by more rational people soon. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, check out bonsaibeat.com. I finally just updated the page with uh, last week's episode. Um, we have been getting a lot of downloads of the... You guys like hentai, apparently. Um, we had, no surprises. Yeah. Yeah, you know, could uh, tag this one even with Hitler, too. That would be, no. Uh, no, no, we're not. <laughs> I mentioned Hitler twice. Um, but yeah, check us out. You'll find our review index. And, uh, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and just wrap it up here. <laughs> 